My entitled parents ruined every birthday since my sister was born, allowing my sister to blow out my birthday candles as well as to have all of my gifts and presents. And after eight years of misery and woe, I finally blew up on my parents and let the cat out of the bag. And now as a result, my entire family sided with me and turned on my parents for their disgusting behavior and their absolute neglect towards my happiness. And I honestly can't believe how things went down. Here's what happened. So this year, I'm 18 years old, and fairly recently I am on my own from my parents. I have a sister about 10 years younger than me. She was an unplanned pregnancy and nearly didn't make it to term. I don't know many of the details of how rough my mother's second pregnancy was, since I was never told much, but I do know that it was so hard on her body that my mother could no longer have kids after my sister was born. She was in and out of the hospital repeatedly that year. My mother almost didn't survive the birth either. It made her and my father father latch on to my little sister because she could have potentially never been born. And ever since then, I felt like I was just the other child in the house. That is, except for when they needed a free babysitter. The level of favoritism my parents showed long term has me believing they are genuinely sick in the head for not noticing exactly what it was doing to me. And now, it's rebounding on them. So starting with my 11th birthday, my parents wanted me to let my sister blow out my candles because she was two years old and cried at the sight of birthday cake that wasn't hers. I didn't want to do it, but my parents forced me into it, and they relit the candles for me to do it again after her. But at that point, the moment felt completely ruined. The same thing happened the next year, and the year after that, and so on and so forth. They just kept forcing it until it became the norm. My sister even had to have presents on my birthdays as well. And to top it all off, I never got any of hers either. And when I asked why, they just told me that I'm a boy, and boys don't need to worry about it as much. I know I was a kid, but did they really think that this was the best thing to say or the smartest thing to say? Not really, in my opinion. And my parents would always choose a place my sister would like to be at, more than me, on my own birthday. Eventually, it became more like my sister was getting two birthdays a year, and I was getting none. Beyond this, my parents made their entire lives revolve around my sister. If there's something I wanted to do, my sister had to want to do it too. Otherwise, it was vetoed, unless I could do it alone. I eventually just learned to lock myself in my room with my video games because they didn't seem to bother me there. That is, unless my sister wanted to run into my room and annoy me, hence why I always put a lock on the door. My parents wanted me to remove it, but I freaked out because I was an angry teenager who was tired of being intruded on at any given moment. My sister came running in more than once when I had no clothes on, and my parents were upset at me for being naked in my own room when I pointed out how ludicrous that was. They withdrew their objection and just let me keep the lock. My sister developed quite the princess complex because of how she was being spoiled on a daily basis. And she was very demanding. So I stayed away from her as much as feasibly possible. Whatever excuse I could use to not have to deal with her, I used it. Even if I had to make up stuff just to have time to myself. My parents hired a teenage girl babysitter and I got more personal time. But eventually the babysitter quit because my sister wouldn't listen to her. And my parents tried to keep from paying her by saying that she did a bad job. The girl got some other people involved and my parents finally paid her what they owed her. Then they hired another girl to babysit on the regular and this one ended up staying. But my parents made it clear that I was to be watching my sister any day I had free, which I went out of my way to make sure I was busy, especially at my part-time job if I could. My sister treated me as her personal butler and ordered me around. She even had a stupid nickname for me that she wouldn't stop using 
using. And just hearing that nickname makes my blood boil. And if I didn't give her everything she wanted, she'd cry and call our parents. And then I would be in trouble for mistreating her. We had many massive arguments because of this. And after I refused to yield anymore, my relationship with my parents de-evolved into barely any words spoken between us for some time. And yet, during my high school graduation, they had the nerve to brag to other parents that they were the reason I worked so hard. Well, they weren't wrong, but the reason they were thinking of was not the one that actually happened. I worked hard just biding my time for when I'd be free finally from my parents. But my parents acted like they'd done so much. I mean, maybe they did before my sister was born, but afterwards, it was all about her. They didn't even ask me about school until parent-teacher conferences came up. I graduated with a B and C average. And after my graduation, my parents just took me to some place where my sister would always have more fun than me, even though the trip was supposed to be for me. On my 18th birthday in July, though, things really boiled to the surface. Even though it was my 18th birthday, it still didn't feel like it was all about me. I hoped to God that we were going to my favorite restaurant for once. But no, they had the party at the local knockoff Chuck E. Cheese, which is the only place like it nearby to us. So it was the de facto celebratory destination whenever anything big was achieved, including my high school graduation. I did say to them that it was a place that my sister would enjoy much more than me. I was surrounded by kids half my age having parties, and I was so bored with nothing to do but eat mediocre pizza and play claw machines and dated arcade games for tickets to cheaply made prizes that brought me no joy. Then, when it was time for cake, my parents came out with one that was pink with white flowers on it. Sure, it had my name on it, but it was very obviously not a boy's cake, and there were only 10 candles. My parents lit the candles and set them right in front of my sister to blow out. That's when it finally happened. I had this mental moment of all the pent-up hate mentally flashing before me, and then I started ugly crying. I, an 18-year-old boy, was crying in front of the whole family. Everyone was so shocked that time seemed to just freeze. I got up and all the stuff I'd been holding in for the past eight years just spilled out like word vomit. The entire family got to witness this event and when it was finally over, I just walked outside to sit by the family car. Several relatives trailed out after me to say they were so sorry and that they didn't know about the pink cake because my parents kept it covered till it was served. I said it didn't matter that they didn't know. They all sat back and watched as my life was taken over by Little Miss Sunshine for the past eight years. I had no real birthdays or celebrations of my own. They were all about her. And then, on the biggest birthday of my life, they all expected me to just smile and nod, like always, while they handed my sister a cake that was entirely meant for her, when it wasn't even her birthday. Some of them started giving me apologies, but they made the excuse that all this time, they just thought I was okay with it, because my parents said I was. I told them I was never okay with it, and my parents forced it on me every year, till I just pretended to accept it. I then spread my arms out, motioning around me, and said, look at where we are. Does it look like the place I wanted to celebrate my graduation and 18th birthday? No one even tried to stick up for me all this time. I'm just the other kid while my sister gets everything. I didn't even get to have any of my friends there because my parents stopped letting me invite them long ago after they tried to voice their opinions over my sister getting to blow out my candles. There are 365 days a year. And was it really so bad to just want one that was about me and not her? Instead, I'm treated like the greedy, entitled brat for wanting my own birthday. Then I just went back to ugly crying. My father came back outside by that point to yell at me for making such a huge scene. Because my mother was crying too, 
My sister was upset because I ruined her moment. And now everybody in there who saw this thinks that they're bad parents. I ended up yelling at him that they are bad parents and he should know exactly why. Well, after I said that, the rest of the family descended on him like a pack of wolves. Better late than never, I suppose. But I'd never seen anything like it before. My father was practically backed up to the restaurant front door and then most of the crowd flooded back inside with him to have it out with my mother too. My grandparents stayed with me and apologized for having their eyes shut for so long. I don't know what was said to my parents at the restaurant, but it was roughly a half an hour before they came back out. And when they did, they looked incredibly defeated. My mother was still sniffling after crying so hard and neither of my parents could look me in the eyes. They both awkwardly apologized for what they did and then offered to redo the party elsewhere. But that wasn't really enough for the crowd. One of my uncles scoffed rather loudly in the crowd and my parents said that they would never let my little sister blow out my candles again or give her presents on my birthday or make any part of it about her. There was then another scoff and my parents also apologized for getting a cake that was obviously not meant for me and that they just felt like I wasn't worried about cake anymore at my age. And oh boy was that the wrong thing to say. I became furious all over again and yelled at them again that my age was irrelevant. They literally gave my birthday to my sister and had no good reason as to why and they knew it. Then I said there was no point in redoing the party because it was way too late. They quite clearly show that I mean nothing to them. They ruined eight years of my life till I became an adult. What future birthdays with them could I possibly look forward to? Well, my father started to get angry at me for saying that, but when the entire family yelled at him, he shut up. My grandfather told him I'm exactly right and there's no possible way they can undo the damage done now. He said my parents were awful people. They played favorites and treated me like the black sheep ever since my sister was born. And what's more, they were all awful themselves because they just let it happen too. And I am owed far more than an apology. I was owed my life back. My mother broke down again and tried to come closer to me while crying my name and apologizing. But I refused to let her anywhere near me and half the family body blocked them from getting closer. I just said I couldn't take this anymore and I started to walk away. One of my aunts chased me down and brought me back. I could hear multiple family members yelling and cussing at my parents over what had happened. But I was so upset, I couldn't even feel happy for any bit of justice after all of this. Also, where was my sister when all this was going on? She was still in the restaurant all by herself, eating cake and ripping open presents that were there for me. And if anyone was wondering, yes, my parents served her some cake after I cried and walked out. You'd think doing that wouldn't be their primary focus in the moment, but they were called out on it later. My grandparents got me to calm down and sit in their old minivan while everyone else cleared out the party. My sister threw a huge temper tantrum after being caught opening my presents, one of which was a brand new smartphone, and she threw it against the wall and broke it because she wasn't allowed to keep it. She literally just got a brand new phone on her own birthday a few months earlier. I ended up being so upset that I was ranting that I never wanted to celebrate my birthday again, and my grandparents let me stay the night over at their house. When I came home, I still didn't speak to my parents. My mother just kept crying because I refused to talk to her, and my father was just as close-mouthed to me as I was to him. The following weekend, my grandparents convinced me to go with them out to dinner, and when we got there, I was surprised to find a whole new party waiting for me. My own parents were there, and they had the don't-hate-us smiles plastered on their face the entire time. There was a big chocolate cake with 18 candles on it, and there was even a banner with my name on it. They called it my happy belated birthday graduation party, because I didn't really get either this year. I did kind of have to pretend 
pretend to be happy, but one good party doesn't undo eight years of favoritism or even make a dent in it, really. And where was my sister? She was sitting at the table with her arms folded and her lip curled because it wasn't all about her like it used to be. And rather than sing happy birthday for me, they just sang an alternate version called happy day. Then, as soon as I blew out the candles, my sister screamed. I mean an ear-bleeding, loud little girl scream. My parents had to rush her out and then bring her back in later, looking more upset than ever. She quietly pouted in her seat for the rest of the party. I did still get a new smartphone as well, and my sister got hers taken away, among other things that she did at the prior party. But the smartphone wasn't all. The whole family had chipped in and gotten me a car. It was just an old white Volvo, but I loved it the moment I laid eyes on it. My grandfather knows a thing or two about cars and fixed it up himself. I was so happy, but my sister clearly was not because she let out another one of those screams. She started having a massive temper tantrum and demanded a car of her own. My mother had to take her into the bathroom and they didn't come out for a while. My father just went back to looking defeated. My sister had effectively ruined their attempt at trying to look good in front of the whole family. Multiple family members also had strong words for my parents that my sister was acting that way because they raised her to be such a princess spoiled brat. I obviously started driving the car around right away, but only days later my sister actually vandalized the car by taking a hammer and breaking two of the side windows and cracking the windshield to the point that the car was undrivable. My parents managed to stop her before she did any more damage, but she screamed like a maniac when they grabbed her and took the hammer away, then tried to bite them as a result. And after that, everyone was furious with my sister, especially my grandparents, because my grandfather had put so much work into that car, and my sister ruined it while having a massive temper tantrum. My grandparents had spoiled my sister so badly that she couldn't mentally comprehend that I could have something that she could not, and several other family members laid into my parents about how they were setting my sister up for failure by making her an entitled brat that expects the world to be given to her, and she's going to have a terrible adult life because they won't put their foot down and teach her some respect. Well, her actions didn't go unpunished. My sister was grounded for the rest of the summer, and effective of the new school year, she was sent to a boarding school. My mother cried like a baby about it too, but my father had to be adamant that it was the only way to start undoing the damage that they had done. Making everyone happy on vacation isn't easy, but you know what is? Going to Aruba. All you have to do is walk out your door to find pristine pools, relaxing white sand beaches, and an island teeming with outdoor activities that'll put a smile on any face. You won't just feel great, you'll all feel great, filled with a calmer, more peaceful vibe that radiates Aruba's warmth. And the best part is, it never fades. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your family trip at aruba.com. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. Yes, they fully acknowledge that they are at fault. I mean, it was kind of hard for them not to, since no one sided with them at all. My sister is absolutely miserable at that school. She hates the clothes, she hates the rules, and she's been lying almost constantly. But with the cameras almost everywhere now, she's not getting away with any of it. Our parents tried to visit her a few times, but she just screamed at them for putting her in that place. From what I hear, this may just be her school life until she's 18 years old. My parents didn't thankfully pay to fix my car. They had an auto glass company replace the windows and windshield, and it looks like it just did before. In August, my father came to me and said that if I was interested, he found me a job working for a friend, but it was 40 miles away, so I would need to move out of my parents' house unless I wanted to commute. But you know what? I was all for moving. Finding a first apartment wasn't so easy, though. I had to get approved for a credit card just to get accepted for a studio, but I got it, and I have been living where I am now since September. My parents keep trying to contact me, but I rarely speak to them. Anytime we do speak, I just feel awkward and uncomfortable. My grandfather has suggested that they simply don't want to acknowledge how badly they failed as parents, and trying to get me to forgive them will make them feel better about themselves or something like that. But I'm not going to forgive them, not anytime soon at least. I'm finally happy and away from them, and now they've got nothing. They don't have me, and they don't have my sister, and my parents had to take more hours at work because boarding school for my sister is not cheap, nor can I imagine was the party they had thrown for me, or the repairs for my car. Empty house, angry relatives, and the only thing they have left is their work. Feels like incredible misery to me, and I don't take delight in it, but it is the result of their own actions after all. So you know what? They had it coming. This story is unbelievably heartbreaking. How ridiculous can these parents possibly be? They quite literally revolve their entire life around this one daughter, and completely forgot about their son. They allowed this spoiled child to basically run this house. And if anything, that child raised those parents, not the other way around. And that is absolutely unacceptable. I mean, what were they thinking treating someone like that? It's not fair. It's absolutely disgusting behavior. And I am so glad this original poster got away from their family, more specifically their parents. It's also fantastic to see that his extended family stepped up to the plate and supported him exactly when he needed the help. And this was all because his parents failed him completely and entirely. But the story did have a fantastic ending, and I really hope that the original poster is able to find happiness and peace. And hopefully they never have to deal with their parents ever again, because they honestly don't sound like good people, and this original poster does not need that kind of energy in their life. My entitled aunt and her family are trying to use my parents' address just so they can get some low-income housing, despite the fact that they can definitely afford to buy a house. Here's what happened. So my dad's siblings and their families immigrated to the U.S. four to five years ago. My 
My dad applied for them and paid all the associated fees related to the application. Once they got here, he helped them find housing, as well as find jobs, and get into schools the school-age kids. Despite doing all of that, his siblings basically acted as if he didn't do anything for them. Not only that, they kissed up to my dad's younger brother, who was already in the U.S. They thought they didn't need my dad's help, and the younger brother would help them instead. The younger brother actually ended up screwing a few of them over, which is a decent story in and of itself. But about three weeks ago, one of my aunts and her oldest son by the name of Kay asked my parents to use their address as part of their application for low-income housing in the city my parents live in. My dad said they can use the address, but he won't be putting their names on any sort of utilities. My aunt and Kay said that my parents should help family, but my dad told them that he had done enough for them already. My aunt and Kay came over again earlier this week. This time, they brought a housing application where they wanted my dad to say he was my aunt's landlord. Kay told my dad to just sign it and that he would fill out the rest, which is just super shady behavior. My dad once again told them no. My mom asked Kay why they are applying for low-income housing instead of just buying a home. Based off of some previous conversations, they definitely have enough money for a down payment. Kay works as an engineer and two other people in the family work, so combined they have a decent income. Kay said he doesn't want to because then he would have to get a loan and pay interest, which is against his religion. And while this is true, my mom did point out how Kay and my aunt were lying, which is also something that wouldn't be good for their religion. Not only are they trying to lie about where they live, but they are also lying about their situation. The application would just have my aunt, her husband, and one of her daughters. However, Kay would live there too, and he makes enough to disqualify them completely. My aunt and Kay ended up leaving, with Kay apparently telling my parents to just rip up the application, since they are choosing to be selfish and not help out their family. As usual, my dad's side of the family only thinks about themselves and have a short-term memory on the time and money that we already spent on them. How gross and entitled do you have to be to go to family and not only demand that they sign some form without explaining what you're going to do with it, but also basically lying to the government about your housing and financial situation? They would be disqualified so quickly for lying on this form and basically be kicked out of their house, all because this K guy doesn't want to pay some kind of mortgage loan, despite the fact that he's an engineer and he can definitely pay for it. Really scummy behavior overall. And it also really leaves a bad taste in the mouth of the original poster that they were being so mean to their dad, all while trying to justify their actions based on their religious ideologies, which is honestly such a toxic thing to do in my opinion. So good for the dad for putting his foot down and saying, no, you're not going to use my name or my address for your low income housing that you definitely don't need. If anything, it's time for these people to step up and actually practice what they preach instead of trying to fraud the federal government just to try and get some cheap housing. Thanks for watching. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications. To finish listening to all the stories, use the playlist at the top of the description. And the next time you live stream, use the Cream of the Crop music. Search Cream of the Stream on Spotify or whatever platform you use for copyright-free music to use for your next stream.